It becomes more apparent every day that our body is a well-connected, very intelligent system. On this episode of What the Wellness, we'll dive into why what's going on in your mouth matters. We might think that brushing our teeth is just to give us a nice white smile, but oral hygiene is a much bigger indication of our physical and even mental health. Today, we welcome Naomi Denny, a registered dental hygienist and natural health educator. Naomi studied dental hygiene at Ferris State University and is now an adjunct clinical instructor at the Schulich School of Medicine and Dentistry at Western University. Naomi joins us today from just outside London, Ontario, where she lives with her husband, Rob, and three teenage children. Welcome, Naomi. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Naomi, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, I think most people just know to brush their teeth, you know, two to three times a day, go to the dentist every six months. But you know, and we know that there's so much more to dental hygiene. Uh, Could you maybe give us and a little bit of an overview as to why dental health is so important to our overall well-being. For sure. I love talking about this. I'll just start off with a quote that sums it up really well. So um, this is a quote by Dr. Cooney, who's the chief dental officer here in um, Canada. And it's, while the eyes are the window of the soul, the mouth is the mirror of the body. And I couldn't agree with this more because when I see clients with poor oral health, it's a guarantee that sometimes in the body, something systemically isn't well, and it goes hand in hand. I can explain this a little bit further. I'll go into gut health, which is, um, gut health is basically our immune system, but it first begins in our mouth. And in the U.S., gum disease is estimated to affect over 90% of the population in one form or another. And these problems often are seen with people with chronic um, conditions. The oral systemic leak is, is huge. We look at studies that have proven that gum disease have linked many chronic illnesses because of our body's ability to transfer harmful bacteria throughout the body. And um, we can look at this and realize that bleeding gums is a signal that something's going on in our body. What we really brought to light was the discovery of bacteria DNA and plaques that were in the heart that were the same as the ones found in the oral plaques in our our mouth. So it's a important dental test. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely did not know that connection. (laughs) So is that what you mean when you say chronic conditions? We're talking about like heart disease and those types of things or what? Yeah. I mean, can you give us a couple of chronic conditions that in particular you see in the mouth? I know there's a lot. So yeah, you said gum disease, gingivitis, you know, that kind of stuff, but that connection to. Yeah. You can even see like with diabetes and heart disease like cancers like anything like that you can you know something systemically is not well any disease when the bacteria is when unwanted bacteria is present in the mouth or in the body it makes a big difference in our oral health and how does your bacteria is bacteria always in your mouth yep always we always have um it kind of like with our microbiome, we have an aggregate of all like microbia that reside in our in and within our body. So there's always microbia and, and bacteria within our body, but there's definitely good and bad ones. 
So when you see bacteria in people's mouth, yeah. by the time that you see that it's off, you know, kind of when you see something's going on, yeah. um, it, is that usually when they're well down the way of these diseases or is it usually an indicator that those are kind of coming? It could be both, actually. Um, there's a lot of times where we can see a patient and and then you can actually see stuff going on in their mouth and you can ask them questions about their overall health and you can say, Hey, next time you're in the doctor, have them check for this and this. So it is, it is a spot where when you're in the dental chair, you can definitely flag disease early in some cases and have them look for certain things when they go to the dentist's office or when they go to their medical office, like say even diabetes and just say, Hey, have them check your blood glucose levels and you can maybe catch it earlier which has happened a okay. lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's... Again, so much more than just telling me I need to floss, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You can see how important dental health is over our overall being because it's really all connected, our whole system. So what is it then that you can do to make your, I mean, if you're, if, your mouth is an indicator of what's going on in your body. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you would say really impact your gut system that you can see in your mouth? Well, you want to reduce the bacteria that's in your mouth presently. So basically, good oral hygiene is definitely one of those things. But you have to look beyond just brushing and flossing. You have to take care of the microbiome in your body. And what that means there is like hugely gut health. And which is basically our immune system. So basically what you're feeding your body, um, you need to look at that because with that, we can, we, when we consume like drinks and foods, they're gut killers or gut healers. So we got to look at that because if you're taking in stuff that are gut killers, then that's going to affect our microbiome and the bacteria that's in our system. And that's when we end up with disease in the body. Hence what are some disease. examples of those maybe? With bad foods? Yeah. Well, when you're, when you have too much of, say, if you're with alcohol, that's one of the things that are not good, like um, acidic foods. Um, If we're looking at processed foods, all all those things aren't good. If it has a label on it, it's one of those things you don't want to have all the time. That's like a clear indicator. Um, Plant-based is definitely the best way to go. Um, leafy green vegetables, um, that sort of thing. And That's sugar. I mean, yeah. sugar's sugar is one of those things that the dentist, 100%. you know, you've always yeah. been told to stay away. You know, the dentist will always tell you to stay away from candy and whatever, but it's more than, I guess it's just more cavities. than just cavities and, and what that's doing to your enamel mm-hmm. and your teeth as much as what that does, you know, when it breaks down in the rest of your body. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically anything that's not from an animal to that to look at fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, lentils, that stuff you want to eat tofu, nuts, rather than mm-hmm. eradicating all like animal products on the diet, even just incorporating a few plant um, item or plant based nutrients could help promote a more balanced environment for you for good oral health and general health. Wow. Yeah. Who would have thought? Um, so maybe you can talk us through some of the 
he, like gut healers and even kind of the mouth tricks, um, you know, cause I know that like natural products, um, you know, there's a lot of natural products out there that say they're good for you, but there's also some really interesting things that frankly, I'm going to just go ahead and call them weird. They're sort of what does for me. <laughs> I, I know uh, tongue scraping and oil pulling are those. So maybe we can talk about some of those things, yeah. um, starting with natural products. Cause I mean, it's hard to know when you go into the stores these days for anything, there are so many options. So, I mean, what are some great products that you could use or how do you find the things that are, uh, you should use or what should you stay away from when you're looking at products for your mouth? Okay. Um, well, first of all, like a good toothbrush that's soft, um, you want to look at even tongue scrapers. That's great for removing bacteria from your oral cavity because it resides in your, in your tongue. And, and you mentioned oil pulling. So that's a good thing you can do. There's not really like a product on the market for like an oil pulling kit. I guess there are some online that you can get. It's just basically using a good, um, good organic coconut oil that's, um, that you have in your kitchen even, and use that to oil pull, which is fabulous. But there are many products available on the market too. I don't know. You want me to go into different toothpaste and what to look for in there? So I think you need to give us an education on oil pulling specifically because (laughs) while you and I know what that is, I'm pretty sure that we have listeners going, uh, what the? I still think, I still don't understand. I, Jazz has told me what it is and I still don't understand why it works. So maybe that's something you can help me with too. It's basically an ancient Ayurvedic dental technique. It's more popular now for some reason. And I guess because more people are gravitating towards a better way to help improve the, in, um, advocate for themselves so they're going beyond what they're being taught um traditionally so it involves swishing a tablespoon of, of coconut oil in your mouth on an empty stomach for about 20 minutes and then this action actually draws out toxins in your bodies believe it or not and and it's primarily to um, improve oral health but it improves your overall health condition and when you're oil pulling it actually pulls so much out like from that oil can you taste it or do you smell it or how do you know it's coming out it changes the look of that oil too and that's something you don't want to spit down the drain because you know how that oil that you have in the cupboard it's hard can harden at yeah. room temperature mm-hmm. well, depends what kind in of canada day. anyway <laughs> yeah exactly definitely just want to spit it in the garbage or in the tissue but yeah it definitely draws it draws it out the coconut oil of choice to use has always been coconut oil from my opinion and I always recommend too, to make it an added effect. I always add essential oils to it. So a drop or two. Okay. Yeah. Say like peppermint, clove or spearmint, frankincense is a good one and copaiba or any citrus oil. Um, there's a proprietary blend called on guard. I absolutely love for this. And due to the properties of the oils, it makes um, it more impactful and beneficial because it goes a step further. can be antibacterial even more so. And it helps kill off um, like the bad breath just even oil pulling alone can help improve your breath because it's getting rid of the stinky bacteria. And then yeah, I love sure, to use yeah. the uh, on guard in my oil pulling. That's sort of my preference. And, and mostly because yeah. the composition of that um, oil being, you know, cinnamon, clove, eucalyptus, wild yeah. orange, rosemary, all of the, it's sort of a combination of all of them and they all serve, you know, an important part in our oil oral hygiene. Um, I know Naomi, you've talked before too about clove being, you know, the um, medicinal part of clove is actually similar to what you would use to actually numb the numbing agent that you use at the dentist's office. 
Yeah. So I always yeah. found that really interesting. And, and again, so it's just using a more natural version of something that we now have created a synthetic too. But um, yeah, so I always oil pull with um, a drop of On Guard and it's, it really is great for any sort of, you know, gum conditions or if um, I tend to do this and I've done this again where, you know, you bite your lip and then it kind of gets irritated and you almost get like a little sore in your mouth. I'll use a drop of um, On Guard on a Q-tip and just put it against that spot and it, numbs it a little bit and it makes sure that it stays clean but it also then means that it's not irritated so that you're then not always you know playing with it with your tongue which is then aggravating it and just keeps making it worse so um anything for oral health that that on guard blend is amazing for Mm -hmm. yeah it really promotes the healing in it and then actually another tip on that with on guard too which is there's been many studies done it and actually it's you'll see it with MRSA, which is methylmethylin-resistant um, Staphylococcus aureus, the type of bacteria that's hurt. Say that three times I know. Yeah. Or just I once. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> MRSA. Yeah, so it's resistant to that. So, and it won't, it inhibits the growth of it, which is amazing. So it's, it does its job really, really well. And it just steps it up a notch. And even just rinsing with a rinse with that in it is absolutely fabulous. Like a mouthwash with that in it. You can make your own. I know they have, Zutera as a company has one that has that in it along with other like myrrh and a few other ingredients that really help step it up and actually make it anti-cavity too, the mouth, versus, the mouth rinse that they have. But um, yeah, there's mm-hmm. many oral products out there, um, natural oral products that are helpful because we've got to be aware, like a lot of the natural well, even natural products out there, but there are many products out there that have unwanted substances in it that are harmful to us. So we want to look at that and just avoid something like that when we're, we're shopping because over time, like we can think they're beneficial to us, but over time, these ingredients can um, build up with like a larger toxic level in our body. And then once you get a buildup of toxins, you can feel lethargic and you can even, it can get into something bigger and even be something that causes cancer, believe it or not. That's the other end. Like that's a big variation between just like not feeling well to having cancer. But when you have toxin buildup, that's what happens in our systems and it throws it off. So over time, mm-hmm. we did talk about mm-hmm. that toxic load with uh, uh-huh. with Darlene, who joined on a different episode. And yeah, it's really interesting mm-hmm. to think about just the little things, then they all add up. So yeah. um, toothpaste, I know, is a big one that has uh, can have a lot of ingredients. And are there any that you would recommend you particularly try and avoid? Um, one, like, so I know there was like triclosan and... Like even parabens and yeah, stuff, things that you think would be in body lotion yeah. that we try to avoid are yeah. stuck in our toothpaste. They are. Saccharins, aspartames, parabens, sodium lauryl sulfate. So and... fluoride. Yeah. Um, I know that that could be like three episodes in itself because that is a very highly controversial um, mm-hmm. issue in the dental space. So what, what would your, I guess, one minute... Um, synopsis on the pros, maybe the pros and cons of fluoride, because mm-hmm. I know that there are two camps on that. So what would you, what they would are. you say to that? I know this is a big one. Whereas everybody that, I don't know, when you're schooled <laughs> in traditional schooling, they say yeah. you need fluoride. But when you, like, if you apply it topically right to the tooth, like 
that I I do clinically, but I don't like applying fluoride as a mouth rinse or something suggesting a patient brush with all the time or rinse with. It just because it's getting on your tissues of your mouth and you're that, absorbing it. Yeah, you're absorbing it in your bloodstream. And if you get a hit of that a couple times a day or even once a day throughout your lifespan, that builds up your toxic level. And people look at say, well, when you're looking at that repeatedly, you know, it just builds up. And then the positives don't outweigh the negatives or the harmful effects because frequent fluoride ingestion can cause significant health problems, believe it or not. And it's been studied time and time again, and still they're throwing it in there. Still, it's being preached to use. But particularly, the nervous system and the brain are affected by it, believe it or not. And I know that your body, do you need fluoride, though? I mean, like, why? What is the why do people suggest it? Because what what is the pro of fluoride? It's it um, helps remineralize when you have a broken down tooth surface. But I believe that negatives are way higher than what than the positives that come out from it. And there's so many. There's, so, there's other things we can do to capitalize on reducing cavities by looking at our diet and with products. Products we can look at are like calcium hydroxyapatite. I'm finally seeing like mainstream dentistry clinging on to that. And that has been proven to be more effective in remineralizing teeth and reducing plaque formation than fluoride. Then we have to look at xylitol. It's another one being applied more ways. Uh, and you see that in gum mm-hmm. a lot too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has yeah. to be a high enough level for it to be, to support what you want it to do. So they can throw in a lot of products, but you have to look at how much is in that product you're using to make it supporting to remineralize teeth for what you want it to do. And that is helpful in neutralizing pH, the xylitol. And because we know acidic environments can do acidic cavities or caries. So it's very important to look at something that's helpful in reducing cavities that way. And then also- yeah, Can you tell me- Oh, good. No, <laughs> essential oils. I, I just say- wanted to throw in there too. That's something I also use too because it helps the bacteria in the environment in the mouth too. Like oils like myrrh, peppermint, young garlic, we mentioned, and pr- inhibit the growth of bacteria. And like I said, even MRS- MRSA, which is a contributing factor to gum and tooth disease. Hmm. Can you tell me about, you mentioned tongue scraping and I, mm-hmm. I was just going to go back a tongue scraper because, one time yeah, and one I still favorites. don't really know what to do with it. <laughs> Once you start it, you won't stop because you're like, oh my goodness, like how much bacteria, you'll notice how much bacteria harbors in your tongue when using it. You'll look at it and you're like, ooh, like it is a ton. And then after you start it, you're I like. I must be doing it wrong because I did it and I was like, I don't understand. What, it's just spit. Like I don't understand oh, what I'm supposed to be getting off Maybe you have that no bacteria. Maybe you're doing it right. Maybe you diet and everything's 100%. <laughs> Yeah. You're all good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that we could say my diet could improve, but maybe it's managing. Yeah. Maybe my mouth is okay. For those of for those who are wondering even what tongue scraper is, so it goes back to similar to oil pulling. It is yeah. that sort of Ayurvedic technique, right? Um and it actually looks like a med it looks like a like a really thin horseshoe almost. And it's um, traditionally done out of copper, but most of them are like stainless steel now. And it's literally sort of, as I said, like a horseshoe and you would put it on in your mouth to the back of your tongue and you just pull forward. And as you're pulling forward, you're sort of scraping the tongue and you're getting sort of all of the stuff. And it's the thing you do first in the morning, even before your oil pulling, because it's again, just pulling another layer of the sort of bacteria and toxins out of your mouth. But I just find like, I do that 
And then I do a quick brush of my teeth and my mouth just feels so good in the morning. And then I'll go down to the kitchen and while my tea is seeping, do my oil pulling or I can oil pull while I'm doing my meditation in the morning and that sort of thing. So it's just all part of, of the routine, but I know Jackie. So our listeners can't see Jackie's face right now, but it is still saying that she's not sold on tongue scraping, but but I'm telling you that you should just try it and it might not be for you, but literally Naomi's right. Once you start, like you don't stop. Like I've never skipped a day of tongue scraping in like the last three years, I think, because I'm going to bring my tongue scraper in the next time I see you and you're going to have to give me a lesson because literally it does a spit. Like, I, don't understand. I mean, I was like, this doesn't seem like it's really doing anything, is but a, maybe that is the point. So what type is it? Is it the horseshoe kind that she's talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. The metal. Okay. Is. Jazz gave it to me and everything. Oh, yeah. like, I'm... Okay. Cause there's other ones too that are plastic and they have like wedges in it. Yeah. Different ones I don't, I find those a little bit harsh, but yeah, they're the, um, yeah. So. Yeah, so there's different ones out there, too. You can try out. What about the um, mental health? I mean, this is all really good kind of physical health. But one of the things that is, you know, on uh, happening around the world is that stress levels for a lot of people have been increasing <laughs> for so many reasons, right? And, and how do you see that in people's mouth? Well, that usually goes hand in hand with, like, grinding, um, sore muscles, I guess. Muscles from mm-hmm. grinding their teeth yeah and when you um stress too it affects your overall health and then it throws things off so you can actually have more plaque accumulation in that in your oral hygiene you can have more irritated like inflammation in your gums just by being stressed even without the presence of bacteria just it can happen i've seen it and yeah it plays a huge role like when with pregnant women and their body's physiologically changing. Their gums can be red and bleeding and never what? in their life have ever had any problems with their gums. And so when you're stressed, it changes things inside your body. The and physiology, yeah. Yeah. And your cortisol you have, levels. Yeah. yeah, you can have inflammation and things going on in your mouth that way. Let That's alone. a good thing. This is not a video podcast because my <laughs> face is like a little shocked. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see like that, the whole thing of, of stress. And I said, I, I was at the chiropractor um, a little while um, back and, and I was complaining because I was feeling tension in my jaw. And the first thing she asked me is, are you grinding your teeth? I'm like, well, if I'm doing it in my sleep, I don't know. I'm not even aware of it. So I asked my husband, I'm like, do I grind my teeth at night? And, you know, because I don't even know that people would know that they're doing it. But you might then feel the sensitivity in the jaw later. But, you know, to the extent that if you feel like you are, you probably should just go get it checked out of the dentist as well. Because um, they can tell, right? You can see the, the pattern on the teeth where you're grinding. Um so it's good to kind of get that checked out. And and I know, Jackie, you'd said that the dentist was telling you that they had done more, you know, replacement fillings in the last, you know, however yes. much to you just because of people grinding. And uh. Yeah, I have to admit, like, I'm uh, like... Going into the dentist to me still at this age is something that I'm like, okay, no cavities. Let's see what we can do here. <laughs> Surprise. And still, it is still at this day. I mean, I've told the dentist now, I'm like, if I ever get a cavity, please just lie to me because I'm on a 40 year streak and it cannot be broken. And I 
just would be devastated. I don't know why, because I just have this association with that being a reflection of like your personal care, not because it is, but that's in my head what it is. So I'm like, no, I do all the things. Well, apparently I don't because I don't tongue scrape and I don't oil pull. So I'll have to give those a whirl. But what about Naomi for kids? I mean, are these things that you would do with children or what are some really good fundamental dental habits to start for kids so that they, um, you know, end up in a good place? Definitely brushing really well for like at least three minutes. So setting a timer for them, that always helps. Three? Did you just say three minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Whoa, okay. We're or never getting the kid to stand still for that long. <laughs> it's all good. Just as long as they mm-hmm. have like something to work up to and they have it on and then have them brush a little bit longer. It's super helpful. And then they can brush all their surfaces and then flossing their teeth, get them in the habit of that, even using floss holders for them. And they can always use oral rinses too, which are helpful. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They do. They can use this like mouthwash yeah, even at a, like at a young use. age. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. okay. they'll always sometimes ingest a right. little bit. That's interesting. So, but yeah, there are mouthwashes on the market that kids can use and are kid friendly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Start them young, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. Make it fun. Well, I think that's that's key to any good habit that, you know, if you do start young, it definitely just becomes more about your routine than something you got to think about, right? It's interesting, actually, how every time somebody, you know, in this sort of wellness space, we talk about building good habits and, um, you know, even how to build it, you say, build meditation into your to your day or whatever. And people are always like, yeah, because like, nobody tells you to brush your teeth anymore, because you just do it. Because from a young age, we were taught to just brush your teeth after every meal. And so you kind of do um, without thinking about it or questioning if you can fit it into your day, right? Like it's just something that you should do and that you do do. (laughs) So it's funny how things that, you know, start in childhood become a habit and just part of your day as opposed to something that feels like another chore or another thing. Um, Well, I thought to your point, I think that's one of the things that's really interesting. Marley's dentist um, actually had said, you know, we started brushing from when she was little, like toddler age. And he said, it's honestly at this age, not about getting her teeth clean. It's about building the habit. We'll work on technique when she's old enough to figure what out what that means. Yeah. um, But and I think that's exactly your point is just stardom. And, you know, perfection is not achievable on the front end. I actually got Marley a... um, electric toothbrush because I just was sure she was missing all the spots and I figured that at least gave her a shot at (laughs) getting some more of it off but it is really just about like you said just building that habit so it's not a conversation you have to continuously have over life and then that's one thing too that just came to mind when I was when you were talking about that has to relate with kids you can and it's along my journey with helping my kids out with their teeth brushing and my kids always brush their teeth I always floss them too. And you can bring them to the dentist and then you're like, hey, you're getting cavities. And you're like, why on earth am I getting cavities? So you can still end up in a situation where you're trying your best and you're getting cavities. Mm -hmm. And then that's one thing you need to look at is your pH balance of like your mouth, your oral environment you can look at because then Mm -hmm. that can make you more conducive to cavities. And then diet is one thing, but also there's natural remedies that can help with that too, like xylitol. And the pediatrician or the pediatric dentist I went to recommended um, xylitol lollipops 
So that's something we use morning and night mm. for a month. And it, at the end, it balanced the pH. And not ever since, it's never had a cavity with that because it balanced it. And then you're just... I've yeah. never heard of that before. It's amazing how you can do that mm-hmm. with something natural like that. And that's, again, yeah. something you can do instead of fluoride, as we talked about earlier. And instead of, like, putting a child on, like, fluoride rinse all the time. And that helps really hmm. well. Just yeah, and who wouldn't want a lo- like tough choice lollipop or fluoride I know. rinse? I remember when we used to do that in school, and it was like yeah. disgusting. Oh, so yeah. disgusting! It was whole oh, awful. I don't know who came up with that idea, but it was torture. Do they still do that in Canadian public schools, Naomi? Yeah, there's some. Still, the like some. Yeah. Oh my god, I do remember that. It was so gross, and everybody's staying there with a little Dixie cup, and you're swishing, yeah. and then you all spit in the same bucket. You got a cup? We had to spit ours back into the packet, and then t- oh, roll it up. And then oh the no! Well, no, we had a bucket, a communal I... bucket. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> that's that disgusting. These days, would it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so wrong. Uh, um, I know it's hard to believe. So they do me... that still, even though like it affects like even like fluoride, it can negatively affect like your thyroid, penile gland, your bones, GI tract, and cause and lead to inflammation and cancers. It's like crazy how they still have this stuff out there for us to use freely like this and in our water. Well. And in the water, I was going to mm-hmm. say that because that, again, that was the whole other episode, but the fluorinating of the water mm-hmm. in a lot of municipalities and where, you know, it's been banned in some, yeah. it still exists in many jurisdictions where they just fluorinate the water. And I did hear, um, I heard a story about the the history of that and, and sort of where that all started from. And it actually had nothing to do with you know, our well-being. Dental hygiene, um, yeah. probably, right? So <laughs> very disturbing how that, you know, some 50 years later, they're still putting fluoride in our water. And yet it's just not only is it not necessary, but not good for us. So, um, oh. so Naomi, I know we've talked quite a bit about sort of the, um, you know, some of the essential oils and some, you know, so I said sort of more natural ways that we can um, preserve our dental health and our, I guess our overall well-being. Um, I know that you also offer some continuing education courses um, in this space, sort of in the essential oil, sort of natural dentistry um, field. Do you want to tell us just a little bit about that in case anybody listening happens to be a hygienist who'd be interested in you know, doing things a little bit more naturally? Yeah, I provide it for all dental professionals. So you can be a dental hygienist and a, or an assistant or a dentist. So all those three professions, I provide a, like a continuing education course. And what it is, is about essential oils and dentistry. So you learn all about that and anchoring that and helping you in practice or just more knowledge about essential oils out there and, and what they are and how you can even incorporate them in dentistry if you want to take a step of that further. In the courses, um, ADAs are recognized too, and you'll get a certificate after it. And I, provi- I can provide that and I do at no cost. So if anybody interested can look me up and I can provide that for anybody worldwide, which I love and I've been doing that for a couple of years. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so if they want to look you up, where are we going to find you? You can find me on Instagram at Naomi Denny. I often essential, um, Naomi Denny essential oils uh, or essential smiles. So essential smiles by Naomi Denny, RDH. And that's on Facebook. And on Facebook too, I have Frank Life, um, Naomi Denny, Frank Life and Naomi Denny on there. Yeah, so just, Facebook, yeah, Facebook, Facebook and Facebook, 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 <laughs> and Instagram, Instagram. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And we'll put all those uh, links in our show notes as well. So people can connect with yeah. you there. So, 
Well, this was awesome. I've never been more aware of my mouth than I've been for this last 30 minutes. <laughs> We're self-conscious about it, right? Like, gosh, I didn't floss <laughs> exactly. yet this morning. <laughs> exactly. Well, another great connection to wellness, uh, Naomi, thanks so much for helping us connect kind of the physical and mental aspects to, um, you know, some, in- some interesting and easy dental care options. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Love chatting with you guys. Thanks, Naomi. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.